0: Good morning.
1: Good morning.
0: morning. It's good to be back, and happy Sabbath. And uh, You know, in the church that we belong to, they actually didn't have anyone who was able to play the piano. So I can't explain to you how wonderful it is. You kind of um, don't recognize what a blessing it is until it's gone. And so to be able to have that back and be able to have that in the morning. um, And so anyway, uh, I don't know. I'm sure there are some new faces and so just to introduce you guys, um, my name is Amanda.
1: Yep, and my name is Shane.
0: And this here, he wasn't here when we left. This is little Samuel, and um, so he's about three months and some odd weeks old. And so hopefully, are you going to cooperate? Yeah, we yeah, hope
1: yeah, so. <laughs> yes,
0: and so um, I guess if you want to kind of recap.
1: Uh, yeah, well, uh, first I'll give you guys a little disclaimer. Uh, we just moved up here very recently, and we had been strapped for time, so we weren't able to toss everything together. So this is kind of uh, kind of impromptu. Uh, so I guess kind of to start out with a kind of recap of events. Uh, well, a little more than uh, two years ago, we were sitting in these pews, and we were uh, members of this congregation, and we had. Uh,
0: well, actually, we should even go back we'll a little even further. further. than that. Okay. How we, um, you know, we came in. And became Seventh-day Adventists uh, through, actually, the signs of the times is what originally caught our eye. And uh, do I see Paul out there? Paul Presley? He's not here today. All right. Well, he had been faithful, you know, even after the program had shut down um, up here some number of years ago. You know, he and Bob and uh, maybe some others had continued with the literature ministry. And I'm putting out the signs of the times boxes and, uh, and you guys supporting that ministry And that had um, caught Shane's attention, uh, with Sabbath being the true day of worship. And so uh, through that, then doing some Bibles, well, first before that, Gloria, prompting us constantly to to go to these Bible studies with the man who put out the signs of the Times magazines. And and finally, when we decided to listen to the Holy Spirit, going to these Bible studies and falling in love with the truth. And... uh, and then I think it was about six months later, uh, we got married and then were baptized on, Octo- on October 8th. And, uh, and so if you want to go from there?
1: Yeah, so uh, what was uh, pretty interesting was is that at the time I was really trying to find a different kind of job and employment. And I was just kind of asking the Lord what he wanted me to do. And kind of had every idea possible. Whether every idea. Firefighter he or a pyrotechnician idea. on the other end, like shooting off huge fireworks, maybe starting some fires. Uh, Any
0: idea you could think of, he had it.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, we actually went to our first camp meeting, and at that camp meeting, at the young adults' uh, kind of tents or kind of meetings, uh, God providentially had us win the, the kind of the raffle for a free, free week of family camp. So uh, there's two families who were drawn, and that other family was a a family who was the... The
0: The Ramos family. The Ramos family. And the gentleman did um, basically a form of independent independent literature evangelism.
1: Yeah, and so he was telling us about that and what he did, and kind of encouraging that, hey, you guys can get started in this too. And I was like, okay, yeah. Thinking not really, because at that time I was pretty much a hermit. I don't know if you guys remember me from two more than two years ago but i wouldn't talk to anybody it was terrible Uh, i was just caged and struggled with anxiety horrendously uh but god has done marvelous things uh so at the time when he was telling me that i'm like okay literature evangelism that's just not my cup of tea that's no but uh so then the following weeks after the family uh after uh Camp meeting. We were at that Bible study that uh, Paul and Bob were leading out. And I just kind of just, in the closing prayers, just kind of laid it before the Lord, like, Well, Lord, would you want me to be a literature evangelist? Not really expecting any sort of response, you know, but just kind of, you know, just kind of do my duty and kind of just lay it there. Well, the Lord just impressed me overwhelmingly that He wanted me to be a literature evangelist. And I was on the spot. I was like, Oh, no. God wants me to be a literature evangelist, it, and I was just like, "Lord, are you sure you want me to be a literature evangelist?" And again, I was just strongly impressed with like the Holy Spirit to the point where my it was just this tingling, just powerful, just focus of God, just saying yes. <laughs> uh, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, I'll I'll, I'll be a literature evangelist." Kind of thinking it when I was agreeing to that, you know, maybe kind of in my own time and kind of working <laughs> it out. Uh, Right. Well, the, the Lord had uh, other ideas. Uh, so then I kind of mentioned that to Amanda on the drive home that night.
0: I threw it on the back burner as another idea.
1: Yep, onto on the idea pile of all the other kind of things. She didn't really take it seriously. But the, the next day at work, uh, I was kind of thinking about these things, thinking, okay, well, maybe I can get into a smaller apartment in a couple of months because our lease was going to be coming up soon or the end of it, and then we can maybe kind of work a part-time job, and then I can be kind of doing literature evangelism on the side. But then I was just strongly impressed with the Holy Spirit, that if I leaned upon my own understanding and tried to do things within my own way of doing them, that I would not be leaning upon God, that I would not be stepping out in faith to do what God has called or was calling me to do. So in order to really take God and to let him lead, I would need to step out and just let him open the way. So I, was, I just knew right there and then I was going to quit my job. And I was just overjoyed. I was just wanting to get out of that place for a long time. But then I was just, it was just like an absolute epiphany. It was just like, I can quit my job and God will open up the way and everything will work out. And so I excitedly called up Amanda and I was explaining these, these things to her. And, and
0: <laughs> I sat there and I was working at Walmart at the time. And I sat there on the bench in the so- shoes section and I just cried. I just cried and cried because was like, oh, no. Because the Holy Spirit was working on my heart, and I was like, he has to quit his job. What are we going to do for money? And Walmart can't, you know, what is Walmart going to do for us? And, and, uh, and so, but I said, okay, yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, at that point, so uh, I was kind of initially kind of thinking, okay, yes. Uh, so I went to the office, and I told my family, my father, my aunt, my uncle, that I was giving them one month's notice to find somebody else to take my position and to train them, and I was going to quit and become a literature evangelist.
0: Which he had, you know, to be honest, he had no idea what literature evangelists <sighs> even did. They no. just did something with books.
1: Yeah, all I knew is that God wanted me to be a literature evangelist, and that was God was going to open up the way. So then uh, we went to that family camp uh, a few weeks later, and I I had kind of the thoughts or ideas that, you know, I could talk to that literature evangelist. He'd be able to show me the ropes, maybe put me in the contact with the right people, and everything will work out fine. God's got it all under control. Well, he basically was just like, I live in Illinois. I I can't help you. (laughs) And I was just like, oh. What? (laughs) So uh, after that family camp, I started to do some very serious research uh and after that at the end of that family camp, I was unemployed. I had no no source of income. God had managed to
0: somehow we had enough money. I don't know how it happened. only God can do this. We had enough money to be off a week from work for uh camp meeting and somehow we had enough money to be off a week for family camp, and then somehow we had enough money to survive the next few weeks as well, mm-hmm. and it was just miraculous,
1: yeah. Uh, so during that time, I was trying to do some as much research as I can about how to do literature evangelism or what, what kind of programs I can get involved with, and I was finding quote after quote of uh, Ellen White's writings talking about the importance of the literature work and how it needs to go on and that uh, it really isn't something to be put to the side. But at the same time, as I was finding these quotations, I was also seeing different articles and different uh, kind of statements of how programs in the North American Division Different unions closing their programs, closing their doors, and literature evangelism basically drawing up in in in, in support. And the only uh, union at that time that had a functioning literature evangelism program was in the Southern Union, which was more than a thousand miles away.
0: That wasn't gonna work. Yeah, that wasn't going to
1: work. (laughs) So I was just like, "Oh Lord, I know you're you're opening the way. I I know you're going to overcome these things." And my, my faith started to kind of quake and kind of tremble. And eventually, like three weeks later, of, of being unemployed and trying to look into these things uh, and struggling with my anxiety in the whole entire part of it, I, I kind of mentioned to Amanda, well, you know, maybe I can get a part-time job at Walmart pushing carts.
0: Which is pretty low. That's a tough job, you know?
1: Yeah, and, <laughs> uh,
0: and with words, and it, 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 it was the Holy Spirit working. Because I'm the one, I'm more of a worrier, and have been, and the Lord has been really, really working that out of my character. And uh, and so I was more of the one, what are we going to do for bills? And so this was not of my own. And uh, the God, God really rebuked him, and the words that came out were, um, yes, because he was talking about, you know, as the man of the house, I should be providing. And uh, I said, yes, as, as the man of the house, you you are to provide for the family. But who provides the job? God does, and He has called you to become a literature evangelist full time. and So that's what you're going to do. And um...
1: yeah, so that was co- quite the scathing rebuke. And at that, I continued to uh, to continue to look in, and pray and to uh, for God to open up the way. And uh, it was about maybe like two or three days after that yeah, that long... uh, with Pastor Stoffer, he had uh, his son Tad Stoffer was uh, a literature evangelist in the Southern Union. So, uh, that name kept popping up, but I had a severe dislike and anxiety of phone calls. <laughs> so, I, that was a huge hurdle for me, and I kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, calling up, uh, this Tad Stoffer. But eventually, I did make the phone call. Praise God. He helped me with that. Uh, it was very, very awkward as I'm just sitting there twitching and, <laughs> and everything else, but got the words out that, hey, I'm, been impressed that God wants me to be a literature evangelist, and you're a literature evangelist. Is there anything that you would be able to give me pointers or kind of point me in the right direction? Well, he's just said, well, kind of talk to me briefly, kind of what our situation was, trying to understand it. And then he's just like, okay, well, just wait, and I'll, I'll have somebody else call you. Well, uh, that somebody else that called was actually the the publishing director of the Carolina Conference. And he proceeded to tell me, and Amanda that we had jobs lined up for us, waiting for us, and that all our expenses, all the difficulties, would be completely covered. All we had to do was just get down there, and it was just like, praise God! It was just the way it was opened. I mean, like the, the we had a, a, a path to go to, we had a, a destination. Well, then there's just a mountain of difficulties in between, <laughs> but God just solved all of those.
0: And so, you know, one of those difficulties was, you know, we weren't quite done with our lease. We had about another month, month. Months Basically or two, two months, months yeah. left in this lease. And, um, you know, if you break the lease, you still have to pay and yada, and yada. It doesn't look
1: good on your renting record. And
0: yep. And so we, we laid it before the Lord outside of the renter's office. And we said, you know, Lord, if this is what you want us to do, because they, they wanted us to come down as quickly as possible. And so we said, if this is what you want us to do, open the way and open it quickly. Um, and if you if you want us to go soon, but if you want us to wait a little bit, you know, just let your will be done. And so we go in there, we explain the situation to them, and they say, well, you know, if you can get out by the end of the month, uh, we'll give you your deposit back, and we just have to get someone to rent out the place, and if they rent it out, um, we'll give you te- your deposit back, and you won't be affected at all. And, um, and yes. so that gave us 11 days to get out and to get down to uh, South Carolina.
1: So yeah, we had kind of different ideas. Like well, maybe we can go to U-Haul and get like a little a little hitch thing and put on like a little kind of small trailer, and put some of our stuff on it and drive down there. Well, Pastor uh, Stoffer came by with the paperwork from the Carolina conference that was faxed to him for us to kind of fill out. And he was kind of asking like, "Okay, so uh what are you, you guys' plans? What what are you going to do?" And we kind of mentioned our kind of a flop of an idea, and he's just like, "Hmm. Okay." <laughs> <laughs> and then he told us that uh he had uh, his son lived in uh, North Carolina, and he had uh, many uh, weeks of vacation so that he was actually going to and willing to take our stuff, load it up on his truck, and then dolly our car down there.
0: We looked like something out of the Beverly Hillbillies. This thing was piled so high, and Pastor Stoffer had so many ratchet straps. Yeah, I've never
1: seen a man have more ratchet straps than that man. So it was a combination of ratchet straps, plywood, and tarp, and this thing was held together and formed kind of a cool little box thing on the back of his uh, truck, and...
0: And he put our cats in the cab. We had our yeah. he dollied our car down. All of all of the difficulties, God just opened the way. And then um, the other thing was your guys's gift, your your love offering to us, um, was able to help us to actually be able to have the down down payment for an apartment and to be able to get settled. And that was what are you doing with that? That was an abundant blessing. And I do want to just uh, pause here in the in the sto- well. Should I tell that in a minute?
1: What?
0: Well, I'll say, say it now. We we do want to apologize that over the last two years, with the literature ministry, um, at least in the way that it is done in the Southern Union, we have no time. Mm-hmm. We, our hands
1: were uh, just tied with obligations and we were constantly were to go.
0: And so that's actually one reason that we think the Lord has moved us back here so we can have time to raise our son. And so mm-hmm. I am so sorry, and I'm the worst person at ever writing a letter... And as bad as Shane is with phone calls, it's like me with letters. And so I'm so sorry, but we thought about you guys all the time and told everybody about you guys. We just were horrible at telling you guys how we were doing. And so um, with that said, we apologize. Yeah. And. Um,
1: so once we were down there, uh, we met the, this Australian lady, uh, Louise Venables, and she was kind of our uh, district leader, kind of our trainer. and. She kind of showed us the ropes of literature evangelism, and uh,
0: and actually, what had happened when we first moved down there, we couldn't get into an apartment right away. We looked everywhere, um, but couldn't get into one. And so, they she called this this family, or mm-hmm. she called the pastor. The pastor called the family. They took us in, and and uh, we stayed there for about a week until the Lord opened the way for us to get a place. And then we started the the adventure of literature yeah. evangelism.
1: Yeah, and it was kind of a, uh, kind of a rough start because uh, we, we didn't know what we were doing. And this is something completely different, walking up to people's doors and knocking on them when they're not expecting you and then uh, entreating them to uh, let you into their home and then showing them different materials, trying to promote an interest in Bible study as well as uh, something for their family, for their children with the Bible storybooks.
0: Or for their health, with the health books.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it it was definitely an amazing, series of amazing experiences.
0: You know, and one thing that was, you know, just by God's grace, God had just done all of these things. He opened up the way. He had, with that experience, strengthened our faith. That if we take a a leap of faith and we just trust God, take Him at His word, he He will, the word accomplishes that which it says. And so we just need to take God at His word and He will... Provide. And so it really strengthened our faith with going down there and then the things that he did while we were down there. Um, and one thing, for example, is by God's grace, I mean, we had no idea what we were doing um, and we didn't know how to sell books. And
1: uh, we were probably the worst uh, salesman. We couldn't even sell shoes at a, at a shoe store. I mean, <laughs>
0: it was pretty bad. And so, um, but somehow the Lord provided that in that first year. Um, out of I would say probably around 50 literature evangelists or so, um, the Lord blessed us with being number two as far as sales.
1: Yeah, been and, in the whole of the Southern Union. so uh, yeah God God can do marvelous things when when we uh, step out on that faith and he leads the way.
0: But so one thing that um, that we have enjoyed and because the literature ministry in a, uh, is far more than selling books. And, um, and it's more than, I know a lot of people look at the numbers down there and say, oh, well, you know, sales, sales, sales. Well, this last year, uh, the Lord has shown us that, um, and we, we really, we tried to throughout the entire time f- focus on the uh, leading of souls to the truth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I'm just going to share a couple experiences. One, uh, when we first got down there again, didn't know how to sell shoes uh, to people in a shoe store. And there was this lady that we went with or we went to, and um, we had gone to her house multiple times and could not seem to get a hold of her yeah. and then this one day, um Shane it seemed like he took every wrong turn
1: yeah, and everything was just going wrong it that was day. just
0: a, it was just it like, was just a
1: rough day, and we were almost getting to the point where we were so frustrated. we were just like oh well let's like a, we were tempted to just to toss the day in and just be like, you know, what, just forget it."
0: We were discouraged, and we t- we decided, no, we started praying about it, and the Lord. Um, Impressive, just keep going, just keep going. Mm-hmm. And we go to this home and uh, knock on the door, and again, no answer. So we turn yeah, around. We start to turn around,
1: and we're about to start walking down the steps. Hang and heads. all of a sudden, this car this vehicle pulls up in the street, and then the window rolls down. And we see this lady that has... Uh, face uh, paint. Face paint, cat whiskers. and <laughs> She had a pink, pink nose, nose with
0: polka dots.
1: <laughs> looking at us, and then we find out that was uh, Sylvia Wilson.
0: And so she welcomes us in, and uh, I think we did the entire demo with her having face paint on. It was kind of yeah. cool. <laughs> and, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they had something going on at the... At
0: the school that she worked at.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so um, we showed her the books and showed her the Bible stories, the Bible Reference Library, which is the Conflict series. And uh, she also wanted to get the family Bible. And when you got the Bible stories and the Bible Reference Library, you got the bedtime stories for free. So she wanted a lot of books. And, uh, and so we... Uh, had just, a, we probably sent, spent about two hours with her, and just talking about, we, we shared a bit of our testimony, we built a relationship with her, and that really taught us um, throughout the time that we were down there, it's about building relationships with people. Um, you know, the books will do the work that God has appointed them to do, uh, but, you know, once, once they find the truth, who are they going to go to? We need to um, have that relationship that they feel comfortable coming to us again, and so um so, just shared some things with her, and she set it up that well, um, let 's set up my down payment for when I get paid, obviously, and it was going to be a couple weeks later and uh, And so we set that up,' and he's moving a lot, um, so we set that up, and we were going to process the payment. everything's good and fine, and everything. Then the day before, and we found out this is um the rule and not the exception. It happens a lot. Uh, where Satan tries to discourage people. We'll bring things up and. and, um, and
1: yeah, the, anything from uh, the, the car tires going or the stove going out or.
0: Air conditioning, whatever it may whatever be. Whatever it takes. Somebody going uh, to the hospital, yeah. And so what, what happened was you know, these bills just came out of nowhere. She wasn't expecting them, she said. Oops. She said that, um, you know, this bill, she wouldn't have it the next month. Uh, But it was a $180 bill. Her down payment was, I think, $128 for everything she was getting. And she said, with the down payment uh, and this bill, she said, I just can't do it. She said, I can't do the down payment and take care of uh, this bill at the same time. And so I listened to her story, and I knew that, you know, if, if she decided not to do it this time, Satan can always bring something up another time and another time and another time. And so I encouraged her. I said, and the Holy Spirit was moving abundantly. And I said, you know... Yes, um, you know, I understand that there's there's this bill, but at the same time, the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And I said, and What are those things, Sylvia? I said, That's the roof over our heads. It's the clothes on our backs, the food on our table. It's the $180 bill that God promises to provide if we seek him first. And, uh, and so I kind of gave her some options. She wrestled with it and wrestled with it. And, uh, and she said, at the end, she said, "Demanda just run my card. She said, God will take care of this. And I said, all right, Sylvia, well, um, let me know how God takes care of your bill. And let's have a word of prayer, because Satan is going to do what he can to um, cause problems and, so, and to discourage you. So we prayed, and, um, and then I contact her. contacted her the following week. And I asked her, you know, how did God... How did God provide? How did he take care of things? And she said, oh, it was horrible, Amanda. She said, Satan tempted me to take my tithe. Or another bill came up. Another bill came up, and they took money out of the account, so I was even more in the hole. Um, Satan was tempting me to take my tithe money. And I got down on my knees, and I just started praying and claiming promises. And she said, it is like the Lord just walked me through it. There was money on a different card for me. I was able to take care of the bill. Everything was taken care of. And uh, and she said, and the Lord has been blessing me all week. And uh, and that lady, we still keep in contact. Um, and she ended up passing out our brochures. And by her making that decision to trust in God, she had actually um, talked to her coworkers, and three yeah. other coworkers ended up buying books from us. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and so it was just a, an amazing experience with that. And uh, you want me to tell a couple more?
1: Yeah, we are, definitely.
0: Um, Mary Gamble, and I'm trying to recall all the things. This was an interesting one. Again, she wasn't home. We actually went to the wrong house the first time. Um, turns out... <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Just out the mic? <laughs> Here, you want to take him really quick? Yeah. Um, sure. It turns out that there were two Marys. Mary, the sister-in-law, lived in the first mobile home. Mary Gamble, the lady we were looking for, lived in the second mobile home. Well, we kept knocking on the first mobile home. Well, no, Mary's not here. Mary's not here. And we finally realized when we got a hold of Mary, she said, oh, that's not me. And I said, what? You know, the whole Mary time. Mary Gamble.
1: You're Mary Gamble.
0: <laughs> she said, no, I'm Mary something or other. And so she said, oh, no, you're looking for my sister-in-law. And so we went around to the back. And, uh, and so we started to show her the Bible reference library and the Bible stories. And she wanted the Bible stories for her grandson, and she wanted the Bible reference library for herself. And so um, all we had was the spread, which basically just had the covers. And she said, you know, I recognize those pictures. And uh, I said, really? And she said, yeah, I'm doing a Bible study. And she, what, what happened was she's actually she wasn't going to the church at the time, or to any church at the time. She was just trying to um, do some Bible studies. And she pulled out this Bible that had study after study just shoved into the pages. And, uh, and she pulls it out, Amazing Facts. She pulls out another one. She was doing Voice of Prophecy. And I think she was doing another one, too. And she was telling me about how, uh, you know, talking about, uh, I think it was the truth about hell and all these different things. And I was just like, wow. And... Um, <laughs> And so the next miracle that took place was, I mean, she was ready. She just, she gave us her card and I said, well. Not even well, knowing
1: how much the books cost. Just like, yeah, I want them, I want them.
0: And so she gave us her card and I said, well, do you want to see what they cost? And she said, well, I'm not too concerned about that. And uh, so anyway, I ended up showing her and she said, okay. And um, so <laughs> she ended up buying the books. And, uh, and so I'm not sure, she was a bit south of us and quite a bit south. We covered an area um, that all around us, we covered about seven counties plus, And in every direction, it was about an hour or so. Yeah. And so she was actually even further than our farthest direction. And so we weren't able to, they have, I don't know how to explain it, they didn't have a church that we could readily get in contact with them. And one thing that we were disappointed about um, with the work is they really, they uh, you know, it's drifted a lot from... Um... From, from what
1: a literature evangelism originally was started as. Uh, you would have uh, people going out from carpet bags, going from home to home, and they would, if they got into a home, they would spend time with the family. They would uh, help them with the daily chores. They would talk to them at, at the dinner table, and they would really connect with the family. And that, with that, they would, uh, let's say if they bought the Great Controversy, that family would have that experience and that memory and, and that witness that a Seventh-day Adventist uh, gave me, a, gave us this book. Sold us this book,
0: and helped me around the home. And and mm-hmm. it was a, they, again built relationships. And one thing that's really being pushed down there is right now is you need to keep going and going and going. You know, yeah. if if you spend two hours in a home, you've really wasted a lot of time. Yes, that's, that's
1: the kind of the perspective of the program.
0: And so, and we didn't really, um, you know, we're not really comfortable with that. We want to, you know, again, as I said, every book will do exactly what God wants it to do. I believe that every piece of literature. I mean, thousands. I should have brought. We've got probably this many. If you scrunch them all together, really tight, of lead cars of people that we went to visit, mm-hmm. and um, and so the Lord has really impressed us that um, you know more needs to be done than just going out. And I mean, the same thing can I think can be accomplished as well with giving someone a book. That the, that same book will do exactly what God wants to be done. But we want to do more with seeing souls one for the kingdom. We want to be a part of that harvest as well as seed planting. Um, and so that's, you know, certain things. We don't really know why God has brought us back here. Um, one day we just prayed and we, we asked the Lord um, what he wants us to do. Does he want us to continue in this work? Does he want us to, where does he want us to go? And we were impressed to come back home. and uh, And so I think it's about two weeks later, Was it about two weeks since we've been talking? About two weeks later, and here we are. And uh, same thing happened. The Lord started to open up the way. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I guess that's kind of...
1: Well, I I guess maybe we can kind of mention some more kind of experiences down there. Oh, Martha
0: Birch, that's a really good one. Okay. Um, (laughs) We don't want to take too much time. I know it's getting to be about 1 o'clock. And so, uh, just to Mm -hmm. share with you one more, I went to this home, and... uh, there was a lady there who started showing her, she, she just wanted a Bible reference library in the family Bible. We're showing her these books, and, um, and then this, these family members come in. And a lot of times the, the adversary will, he'll either send a phone call with nobody on the other line, um, otherwise he sends in devil's advocates, and uh, if so those
1: come walking into the room, they'll storm in there and be like, nope, don't get those books.
0: Yes, it's horrible.
1: <laughs> Out of nowhere. Or, like, sometimes there's actually experience uh, with one of our uh, fellow call parters, and they were in a home with uh, one of the leaders, uh, kind of with them. They went in, both of them. And what happened was, uh, as they were showing the books, the lady wanted them, and they had this little one in the room, maybe like four or five.
0: Oh, yeah, maybe something experience. like that.
1: And it was just playing on a little handheld game, not really paying attention or anything and all of a sudden when it came down to the down payment and filling out the paperwork, all of a sudden the little one piped up and said, "What about the light bill?"
0: I mean just a young child. Satan Satan is uh, merciless and, um, and so the child said, "Well what about the electric what about the light bill?" and, uh, and just went back to playing the game. And, uh, and it turns out that that family was actually a um, they were Catholics and the thing that she wanted was the great controversy and um and so uh that's just a little experience we know that satan is working hard but um god is greater and so these here's my example so they come in and we're showing these books and they ask well so what is this about and we're like oh great oh no
1: lord help us
0: (laughs) <laughs> and so we tried to, you know, really show them and really, you know, had to go through. We just went through the whole canvas. We were at the point where she was going to sign the paperwork. So we had to show them. So it wasn't just a matter of, oh, here's the price and this is what I'm getting. Well, we showed them and they said, well, we want, we want a set too. And did they end up getting, I think they ended up getting two... They got two family Bibles, they got a Bible reference library, and so we had this huge order, and they all wanted books. And so um, we gave them the two sets, and we were going to come back and drop off Martha's set of books. Also, here's the miracle experience, besides all the other miracles. So we go back with uh, the Bible reference library and her family Bible, and we open them up and, and show her, and her, her son is there, and her, her son had um, been in prison and uh, she had told us a little bit about him. She, he had been in prison. He had was a ex- pretty,
1: pretty rough character. In- pretty
0: rough character, but he had accepted the Lord while he was in prison. And, uh, and so um, he was actually there. And so when we opened up the box of books, um, he saw them, and he gently, ever so gently, touched the desire of ages. And he said, I read this book while I was in prison. And, uh, and so he was ecstatic that they ended up getting those exact same books. And so, um, you know, we believe that the very book that touched his heart and the reason he's a Christian is today. Christ- Christian today was because of that desire of ages, and now his whole family has that opportunity to come to the truth. And so that was another uh, miracle experience. Um, but because of the shortness of time, um, a couple of things that we just wanted uh, to kind of mention, um, you know, because was the one thing with literature and ministry, but we've recognized also that it's more than just, hey, um, the Lord has called me to do something, and so this is my ministry. There are so many things where um, we as individuals, I had an experience, there was a, uh, when I was pregnant, um, actually I had just had him, we had a neighbor who we were really close with, and I went down and I shared with, um, actually I just, I just shared Samuel. And so I brought him down. They were all excited. She said, so you're a Seventh-day Adventist, aren't you? And I said, uh-huh. And uh, and she said, so, um, you know, kind of talking about it, she said, you guys, you know, talking about different beliefs, and um, she said, I believe that when you die, you don't go straight to heaven. And I said, really? How did you stumble across that truth, you know, the state of the dead? And she said, well... I've been watching Doug. that, or no, no, no,
1: no. no those books. That your sorry, sorry, says, sorry, yeah. sorry.
0: Yeah, she said those books that your husband sells. I had bought a set of those books for my children Yay. when they were young, and so you know, just a little seed that was planted. But then um, the other thing was. Well, yeah, she
1: came across the truth in, in those in those books.
0: She came across the truth. Sorry, my story's a little messed up. She came about the came across the truth about the state of the dead from those books. But she knew more of our beliefs as well because she is a firm, I mean, just watch her, Doug Batchelor. And, uh, and so then actually the day before we left, I went down and I gave her uh, the Bride the Beast in Babylon and encouraged her to watch uh, Landmarks of Prophecy. And so even though I wasn't able to continue going out and being a literature evangelist, because um, I had Samuel, you know, we can witness wherever we are, and we need to do that with everybody that we can. Another example would be, um, I know you're getting restless, there was a man who is. uh, standing, and he was a security guard, and he was yeah, near, uh,
1: near the the first
0: uh, apartment that we lived at, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was it was cold down there, cold yeah, for us to be. Rain at or least. shine,
1: this security guard would be sitting there getting rained on or freezing. And one of the freezing days, we were feeling pretty bad for him, just looking at him. Oh, that's got to be terrible. So we decided to go get him a hot chocolate.
0: <laughs> and from there, a relationship built, and uh, we were able to share more with him, and so. Um, you know, just we really want to encourage. You know, you don't have to be a literature evangelist, or you don't have to, you know, do have some specific ministry in the church. We need to be witnessing constantly in every way that we can with every person that we can, because we do know that time is very, very short. And um, and so I think we will end there.
1: Okay. Well, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in prayer, and Lord, we just praise your holy name for all that you can accomplish through us when we allow you to have your will be done in our lives and lord lord i ask a special prayer for all the thousands of free literature that have been placed about south carolina into even north carolina that lord that you will have your holy spirit attending those those books and materials moving upon the hearts and the minds of those who have them in their homes maybe on their tables or on their shelves lord that you will have your heavenly angels defending them from the fall and the foe. And that, Lord, you will bring a, a abundant, a abundant blessing in their lives. You'll bring them to truth. And that truth will set them free from deception. And, Lord, we we also ask and pray, please, Heavenly Father, pour forth your Holy Spirit in our lives. That you'll help us, that you'll equip us to go forth to, to be witnesses of the truth, to be light bearers in this world of darkness. Lord, help us in this, for we cannot do it in our own strength. Lord, we plead these things. And we just thank you and praise you all in Jesus' name. Amen.